Welcome to the Village Church Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and taking the time to listen. We've prayed that this podcast channel blesses and encourages the Village family. So lean in with an open heart, eager to grow and enjoy the episode. Good morning, the Village Church. It's so good to be here. Uh, Thank you so much um, to Mark and Colette and the elders for inviting us in. So excited about today. It's always exciting when the Lord grows the eldership team because it means the kingdom can advance even further uh, with more hands on deck. So thank you for inviting us. Greetings from Melbourne Lights Church. They're praying for you as a church this morning and for the new elders and for the eldership team. And can I just encourage you as a church, um, the Bible says to pray for your leaders. So be praying for Mark and Colette and the eldership team and the new elders coming on. Be praying for them as they lead you into what God has, all he has for the village and for the city of Hamilton as well. So thank you. Is that it? I'm not ready. (laughs) Uh, I am ready now. Fantastic. Good morning, everybody. And um, we treasure being here. As I said yesterday at the men's group, I don't think you prayed hard enough for the um, All Blacks to win this year, the rugby. I did. I got a lot of flack too soon. Oh, well. And you saw how well Australia went into rugby, eh? Anyhow, we sacked him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Matthew 5, which opened the word of the Lord this morning. I bread a press start. But we do treasure Mark and Colette. We thank you for uh, the anointing that's on you both. Uh, on you both, uh, we thank you that uh, it's never about gender. Praise the Lord. It's about talents and gifts. And we thank you for what you both bring to the table. Um, I'm going to share on Monday night to the elders share a whole stack of prophetic words. I have the privilege of mentoring three or four churches now in the prophetic. And they all had the same word. Uh, they don't know about you. They all had the same word. And the word uh, in context is that uh, God's bringing a great tsunami over uh, New Zealand, a great move of revival over this nation. And he's going to uh, bring down dam walls and water is going to pour out. And so the whole theme was of revival water coming upon this nation that no longer you'll be a watering hole at the village, but a waterfall that you're going to sit under the spurt of the Holy Spirit. And there's a great move of God. In the 60s and 70s, a great move of God swept through New Zealand and you were at the forefront of worship. Uh, forefront of the word, forefront of revival. Uh, and I, and I, a lot of our great pastors and leaders in Australia have all come from New Zealand. Uh, and there's a second great wave of the Holy Spirit hitting right now in this season in Australia. And I really believe that Mark and Colette uh, and this church are at the forefront of that. So uh, you won't be able to stop the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So get on board and get refreshed. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Matthew 5, in the context of the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mountain. And I believe in these crazy times, we're living in incredibly crazy, fearful time. But in a very dark world, God is calling you the church. We don't come to church, you know that. We are the church of Jesus, amen? Men, women and children who bring the, the kind of the very presence of God in a dark place. This is not the time for the church to be afraid. This is not the time of the church to back down. In fact, this is the time for us to rise in faith and be the disciples of Jesus. Central to all that we read in New Testament is this idea of discipleship. And so this morning I want to preach on being radical disciples in our world. Radical disciples. Matthew 5 verse 13. You, the village church, 
are salty, are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown in and trampled under people's feet. You, the village church, are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. No do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all of New Zealand. Amen? And to the nations. Two people are happy about that. This is a full contact sport, people. When you come to church, full contact sport, amen. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Lord in heaven. Just more, one more reading, John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give to the village that you love one another. The word used there is the word agapeo love, the purest form of love. Just as I have loved you, so you ought to love one another. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love you. And now could all the blokes do that as well? (laughs) By this, all the people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so the first element that we see here is the element of salt. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Italian and you would not consider to eat anything without salt. In fact, you would throw it away. Now, I know that salt is not good in big capacities, but the Bible here is saying that you, the village, in these tricky times, in these difficult times, are called to be the salt of the earth. You're not here to take away. You're not here to add fear. You're not here to get fear-mongering in the world. You're not here to get into conspiracy theories. You're here to be Jesus in the marketplace. God is looking on the other side of your obedience for radical, salty people. Are you salty today? Are you salty today? Jesus was different. If you look at the life of Jesus and you looked at Him, people would say, who are you? There's something different about you. He would walk around and people would be attracted because He carried the presence of God. To be salty, it means that we look like everybody else. We have houses like everybody else. We drive Ferraris like everybody else. Not. But you are different. You're meant to bring the presence of Jesus wherever you go. And if ever there was a time, it's now. If ever there's a time, there's a time of salvation. I've not witnessed a time like now that we've seen so many people turn to Jesus. I'm so excited. People from all backgrounds and all walks of life and most of them are coming to Jesus out on the streets in one of the most dangerous uh, suburbs in Melbourne. We go there once a month and we sing radical salvations. I usually get chased with a broken bottle and a knife, but that's besides the point. I'd love you all to come on a ministry trip with me there. <laughs> and anyhow, Leviticus 2.13 says this, you shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. In Mark 9.49, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. If salt has lost its saltiness, how will it be salty again? In ancient times, we read that salt was central to the economy and all that they did in ancient times. In fact, we have the word salarium, not solarium, solarium not you get panned, but the word salarium, S-A-L-A-R-I-U-M, is where we get the word wages, our salary from. A lot of people were paid in salt. 
People were paid in salt. Herod's temple had a chamber of salt for ceremonial use. 2 Kings 2.20, whenever a city was defeated, the custom was to throw salt throughout the city. In Ezekiel 16.4, the normal procedure when a child was born is to cover them with salt. In fact, it was so precious, it was more precious than coins and money, salt. But if we lose this saltiness, we are bland Christians. We look like everybody else. We need to be able to go in our communities, in our marketplace, in our workplace, in our schools, and people say, who are you? Who are you? I want what you have. And what you have is the presence of Jesus inside of you that we want to make people attracted to Jesus, not ourselves. Amen. The use of salt. Number one, salt makes you thirsty. In my naughty days, I still go sometimes. You go to a pub. Anybody been to a pub? Don't put your hand up. <laughs> it's okay if you go to a pub. I always wondered, wow, the, the publicans are really generous. They put all these salty peanuts out. Why do you think they do that? Not because they want to give you peanuts, but so you get thirsty and drink more beer and spend more money. That's why they do it. And as Christians, we should be full of saltiness because we're going to bring living water to people. The woman at the Samaritan well said, give me the water that you have. People are looking for the water, the living water, revival, Holy Spirit fire that's inside of us and brings it out. We come to church, the Bible says, and they met in the temple courts and in the homes. We are called to get out of the buildings. We're not good at this, but revival will require that we come out of our buildings, our safe zone and bring the salt of the living God into the marketplace. We make a difference. Salt makes you thirsty. Salt was used for seasoning. Who uses salt in their seasoning? Well, if you're Italian all the time. Salt adds to things. Salt was used to flavour the offerings and sacrifices in Leviticus 2 and Ezekiel um, Ezekiel 43. It helps with the taste. When you mingle with people, do you bring seasoning in their life? Do you add to people's lives or do you let them influence you? Just being honest this morning, you carry Jesus, people. He paid it all. So we add to people's lives, amen. We don't take away from people. We add the glory of the Lord. Salt is a preservative. Our society is decaying fast. Can I say that? Now we can't say that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl and this rubbish. Word of the Lord tells us what gender looks like. What gender looks like. And so we preserve society. We uphold the Word of God in society. Amen. Amen. I'll say it in English. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Salt is a preservative. We are called the righteousness of Christ. Now we don't go bashing people over the head, do we? You know how we show the righteousness of Christ? By living as righteous people. Amen. Not as religious geeks. Did I say that? I did. <laughs> I love that. You know, we go and bash people over the heads by their own marriages, their own relationships, their own lives are rubbish. And yet we preach to everybody else what we should learn ourselves. You walk in righteousness and then you've got a right to say something to everybody else. Good morning. I'm not angry. 
Salt was used for friendship. And then Jesus said this statement, you are the salt of the earth. What did he mean by that? When you mix salt, and I love cooking, I love it. So you get a little pinch of salt and you mix it in, in your, in, in your uh, uh, pasta, whatever it is. And a good pasta takes about four hours to prepare. None of this five minute rubbish. And you put a pinch of salt in there and then you put a pinch of salt in the water. You mix it in the water and you don't see it. And so it is when he says you're the salt, you don't really see, but you are coming in and you bring the flavour and the preservative of God in our society. You change everything. We are the silent witnesses of Christ. And it's an emphatic, you are the salt. You are different. So the village church, let's be salty. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you salty today? I bet you never said that in church before. Number two, the second element, and there's darkness all around us. Wars in the Baltics, wars in the Middle East, pestilence, all kind of things. Just read Matthew 24, 25, and looks like we're getting close to the time that their Lord's coming back. We don't know when, Mark, but He's coming back. But the answer to a dark world is not to join the darkness. It says in here, what good is a lamp under a bushel or or covered up? A city on a hill, a light on a hill cannot be hidden. In Australia last year, uh, Ken Duncan, a famous photographer and with, with a lot of our indigenous people, lit up a, uh, I can't remember, I think it's a, about a 800 metre uh, light on a hill in the middle of central Australia that all the satellites can pick it up. It's a big cross lit up and you can see it everywhere. So you and I should be like that. We don't add fear. We don't, you know, we don't add to the darkness. We light the place up. I met a gorgeous couple this morning who came into the prayer meeting and I deliberately waited that everybody left and I went up to them. I won't mention their names right now. But as they walked in the room, they lit up the room. They literally lit up the room and I said, who are you? Who are you? And and they told me this story and the gentleman said, what's the question? I said, I don't know. But you've got something. You've got the presence of God. When you walk into business, into a business meeting, whatever you do, do you light up the place or do you add to the darkness? In these days in New Zealand, we must be the light of Jesus. Amen. Don't let the devil shut you down. The devil's trying to shut down our schools. He's removed the Lord's prayer from our schools, the word of God from our schools. They want to remove crosses from everywhere. Can I ask you, please be brave and courageous. In the words of Joshua, be strong and courageous. Light up, baby. Light up, baby. This is the time to light bright for Jesus. And I have a hearty amen. Amen. Don't let the devil shut you down. The greatest ploy of the devil is to shut the church down. Tell him, you shut up. As for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. As for me and my house, we will light up my neighbourhood. We will be salt in this world. And some of you, it will cost you. It will cost you. 5 to 11. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am. One of the seven I am statements of Jesus. I am the light of the world. Now it cost him a little bit, didn't it? Everything. So it's time for us to be disciples. 
The word disciple means disciplined in the ways of life according to the master. The word disciple and discipline come from the same root. You and I are called to be disciples disciplined as we bring the salt and the light of Jesus in a broken world. I want to encourage you. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people now getting radically saved. We've just come back from a great holiday in Europe and I'm so excited to see what God's doing in Europe. I spent 20 years on a mission field and it was hard work with WEC. Any WECers here? Mum and dad, yes. Hello, WECers. I love you. My mum and dad were with WEC for 30 years and it was hard work. And yet we go into Europe now and revival is erupting. There's an Aussie guy called Ben Fitzgerald now in Germany and they're seeing five to 10,000 people march the streets of Rome, lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't tell me that Europe is dead. Europe is alive. And New Zealand, this is our time. The third element, and I'm going to run fast now, is that that I read before. The third element is love one another. And love is not love. Love is not love. Hey, I love you. Love is not love. What we're called to do now is to bring the agape love of Jesus very different. I love Jesus, but I don't love sin. And I don't love anything which is against the heart of God. Amen. And everything is in your face. It's in our face all the time. Oh no, the Word of God, it was contextual. It was for those days. It didn't really mean that for today. Yes, it does. I will love what He loves. I will love Jesus with all my heart and I will love the presence of the Holy Spirit. You have no option not to allow the Holy Spirit in your meetings and in your life because God is the Holy Spirit. Hello, good morning, surprise, we believe in the Trinity and the Holy Spirit is alive today. It says, I will give you another, the paraclete, and he will come. And you know how you love like Jesus loves? By being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know how revival comes? By having a love for the lost people. There are some people in the streets of Dandenong that terrify me. And yet you get so filled with the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit These people are chasing you with a knife and you run towards them. And in the power of the Holy Spirit say, you won't touch me. And you lead them to Christ. Muslims coming to Christ, prostitutes coming to Christ, LGBTQ finally having an encounter with Jesus because they see a loving community who will not compromise the Word of God, but will bring Jesus in the marketplace. Are you one of them? He's looking for people just like you and I to bring the agape love of Jesus. John 17, the great high priestly prayer says it's all that you would be one just as the Father and I are one. Don't let petty offences, don't let the, the worship too loud, not loud enough, hands up, not hands enough, men, women, gender, don't get distracted, king and kingdom. Be salty, be light, How's your light bulb today? How's your light bulb? Maybe it's time to take it out and put a new brighter one on. Can I just say that? Test it out. If you're intimidated, fearful, broken, all this, maybe it's time to turn it off, go to the Holy Spirit, says, can I have a brighter one, please? And then shine. And then how's your love anometer, your love barometer? 
So it's easy to love people that you like. What about people that rub you up the wrong way? And they're called your brothers and sisters. Easy to love people that you like because they're the people you invite for dinner. They're the people you hang out and go to Guy Fawkes night. I saw you last night, all of you. Love is what God's calling us to be. I want to leave you with this and I'm finished. It's time for radical disciples of Jesus. You know what the young people of today want? And I know it from my sons. They want something to die for. You know what you were born for? Something to die for. But you won't have to because Jesus already did. So why don't you live salty, full of light and full of agape love? That's what you died on the cross for. So you would reflect Jesus in the marketplace. Would you stand with me, please? See, it's possible to preach a sermon in 20 minutes. Amen. (laughs) It's okay to have fun in church, is it? Praise the Lord. Because Jesus was fun. I reckon him and the disciples had fun together. So we're going to have a little break in a minute. But just before I hand over to Mark, I do what I always do. And I've done it for years. That in this room, people come and you might have invited somebody. But how's your relationship with King Jesus right now? See, before you can be salty, before you can be full of light, and before you can love somebody else, you need to know Him. You can't be a spectator. You can't have a second love affair with Jesus. Either He's your Lord and King or He's not. And here's a scary thought. If you died tonight, do you know you'd go to heaven? And if your answer is no to that question, I'm going to invite you to receive Jesus as the Lord and Saviour of your life and join thousands around the globe today who are going to be radically saved. I'm going to pray. And if you're not sure of that, last Sunday I did this in our church. Matt, our leader, came up and said, Zeddy, would you come up and just invite people to receive Jesus? And this guy that I know put his hand up. I went, oh, okay. He's already saved. And the Holy Spirit says, go up to him and ask him. He says, you know what? I was actually terrified when you said, if I died tonight, would I go to heaven? I don't know I would. I don't know he's my Lord and Saviour. So we cried together. I gave him a Bible and he said, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. If I die tonight, I'm going to be with you for eternity. Cameron is saved. You might be in that boat today. Can we close your eyes for a minute? Majestic Jesus, King of the universe, I pray that you would release such an anointing of the Holy Spirit on the village church both here and in Narabohia, that this church is called to be a better revival, that we will not oppose the Holy Spirit. We will not get bogged down with small talk. But as for me and my house, we will build a house to know Jesus and to make him known. We will let the floodgates open of the Holy Spirit so the nation of New Zealand will see, wow, look at the church of Jesus. It's salty. It's full of light. And look at them, love one another. What is going on? But for those in our midst today who are not sure, who've never made you the Lord and Saviour of their lives, then today is the day of salvation. And it's the day where angels in heaven will have a party. 
If you've never prayed that, if you're not sure that you are radically born again, I want you to pray this prayer with me in your heart. Dear Jesus, today I confess that I am a sinner and I repent before you, Lord. I want to thank you that you died on the cross and that the blood that you shed on the cross washes my past from this moment forth away. I receive you in my life as my Lord and Saviour. I receive you as the Lord of my life, my best friend, and I give all that I am to you today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptise me in the Holy Spirit. Anoint me with the presence of God. Fill me today so I can be salty and light and love the way you want me to do as a radical disciple of Jesus. I pray this today. Every eye closed and then I'll hand over to Mark. Actually, Mark, come up with me, bro. Come, my dear friend. Thank you for the opportunity to do this together. If you've prayed that together, would you just lift up your hand right now? Don't be afraid. If you prayed that this morning, just say, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for whatever you're doing in this place today. We say thank you, Lord God. Let us be radical disciples for Jesus and for your namesake. Amen. Amen.